I have this beautiful privilege to share in this morning with you. My name is Allison Van Dyne, and I'm the director of student ministry here. And it's been a, a God-filled summer, a fun-filled summer. And so each year we, we ask students, what has God been doing in your life? What is he speaking to you about this year? And so we have a group of students coming forward. And when we were at our summer camp, we go to this place in Plumtree, North Carolina. It's outside of Boone, about 40 minutes. We had a theme and it was magnify. And it's from Psalm 34, 3, which says, magnify the Lord with me, come exalt his name together. And so that's what our hope and prayer is, is that as students come up, that we praise his name because he's good, that we can be encouraged by one another. And so I'd first like to ask Savannah to come and join me. This is Savannah Smith, and she took part in summer camp with us, and, um, and you may see um, some pictures of students kind of as we're speaking and as we're talking to you about uh, kind of what, what we've been learning this year, but Savannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm, fi I'm 15, and I'm homeschooled, and I've been for 10 years. Okay, so she's in homeschool. She found us this past summer and has been um, part of St. Paul all the way in. She's all in for, for the Lord and, and for St. Paul, and so we're excited to have you sharing with us. And so when this, this question was asked, um, you know, what is God kind of speaking to you about? What were you feeling like? This is loud and clear to me. To speak about our potential. Okay. All right. To our potential. So talk to me about kind of what, what are some of the things that, that were made clear when you were talking to the Lord about this? There's this verse um, in Matthew, well, two verses, Matthew chapter 13, verses 29 through 30 that read, No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with, with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will, let, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it to, bring it to my barn. And kind of what I got out of that was that in how we see things, that some people that we may see as bad in our point of views are the weeds and so on, like, good people being the wheat. And then Matthew 13, verses 38 through 39 reads, the field is, is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. And I found this very interesting in my study Bible. And it was under verse 30, 39, and it said, the wheat and the weeds cannot be distinguished until fully grown and ready to be harvested. And I really like that. Um, so sometimes we don't know when we look at someone if they're following after the Lord, if they're not. Exactly. And so when you say that, that they can't be distinguished, what do you, what, what do you take from that? Is that... Um, the, the weeds and the wheat, they really just can't be distinguished until they're done growing. And I personally found that very inter interesting. And in regards to what God has taught me about potential, I've learned that every movie you see, every song you listen to, 
and what you do will affect how you grow. And, and in Matthew, those verses that I just read, I found it to be kind of interesting. Uh, it relates back to another verse I'm going to read in a, man, in a moment. Mm, it was that it's Matthew chapter 5, verses 44 through 45. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That may, that may you be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. And it's what you do with those choices that will determine how you grow. And then Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14 read, Enter through the narrow gate, for it is wide and broad is the road that, that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And it's my prayer today that you guys will find the small gate and the narrow road. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I know you had some other scriptures that, that you love that, that you wanted to leave with us. Yes. Um, I wanted to leave you guys with Psalm, Psalms 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. And... The Lord sees potential in each and every one of us here this morning. Yeah, it's a good message for us because sometimes we get so down on ourselves and we think we're disqualified for the different sins that we've committed and that, that maybe we haven't been our living our lives the way that, that we know that God wants us to. But I love this message of potential that, that he doesn't discount any one of us. All right, thank you so much for sharing with us, Savannah. Next, I'd like to ask for Brayden to come on up. So, Brayden, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I just graduated from Osceola Fundamental High School, and uh, in the fall, I'll study civil engineering at Florida State University. I work at Camp XP in the CLEC building across the street, and I've part of, been part of the Youth Praise Band and for most recently part of the 1030 Praise Band. So we get to see him a lot. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's getting ready to, to head to FSU in the fall. So we're trying to soak up the time that we have with him, as is his mom and his family. But Brayden, um, like, like all these students, had the opportunity to go to this place called Teen Valley Ranch. And so um, I'm curious, you know, how has that um, impacted you? How, how many years have you gone? Just tell us a little bit about that place. Uh, this year was my fourth summer at TVR. Uh, it's been life-changing, as many of the other students can attest to. Um, I'm proud to say that in the second year, so my sophomore year, I was able to meet Jesus in the woods in the mountains of North Carolina, and it was just life-changing. That's right. We should celebrate that, right? He met the Lord in the mountains in his creation. Okay, and so as, as you've kind of walked with Jesus ever since that time, um, how did you find Teen Valley Ranch, this place that is, is designed for students to be impactful this year? Um, my favorite night this year at TVR was the first night. Uh, he, uh, our speaker, Brady Nemers, uh, talked to us some points about uh, the most requested hits, as he said, um, or the most common questions he hears from both believers and non-believers. And... Uh, Monday night's question was, how can a rational person believe in God? 
Uh, I always loved the topic, uh, this kind of topic throughout my faith journey. I always struggled with the idea of a God that you couldn't see, but points like Brady's that night helped, made it clear, uh, helped me clear that little bit of doubt that comes from me to, from time to time. So this, this first topic was, was something that just hit our, our group very hard because they are faced with so many people, so many unbelievers asking this question, how can a rational people believe, people believe in God? So tell us a little bit more about his points there. Uh, his first point he made is that the universe has not always been around. Uh, he, talks to, uh, he talks about how the common belief among scientists is that, debunk, that debunks the existence of God is the Big Bang Theory. But uh, Genesis, Genesis 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Brady says the Big Bang is explained in those three verses that begins the world's best-selling book. So in this instance, science and God don't have to be at odds. That, that there's things that, that we can look to in creation that defend him. All right. And so what are some of the other things uh, about that night that, that just really spoke to you? Uh, he then briefly talked about how the chance of life on earth by coincidence is basically impossible. He brings up many facts about the world that prove the world couldn't have been created without a creator. Oceans are 3.4% 3 salt, which is the exact same amount as the human body. Um, uh, if the earth's axis was tilted a hundredth of a degree, the earth wouldn't be possible to live on. And the list went on and on, but I just couldn't write fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. The students have their, their Bibles, their pens, their paper, and they are feverishly trying to take notes. So I, I can empathize with that. But, but what was kind of the landing point that really stuck with you? Uh, his last point was a follow-up question. It said, does the design and creation necessitate a designer? He then asks us about our iPhones and describes how many parts and pieces are needed to build and put together such a complex piece of technology. Then he tells a hypothetical story of a man finding an iPhone laying in the sand of a, washed up on shore of a beach. He asks us if it was more rational for that, the iPhone to spontaneously be created from all the elements of the ocean or if there was a creator that made the iPhone. Brady ends with the concept of man being created in God's image and how we are different from all of God's other creations because of that. Uh, Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. He takes us back to a time when he was back in college where he had a discussion with a non-believer uh, about these ideas in New York. They argued all night, but at the end, when the discussion was about over, they looked over the landscape of buildings and skyscrapers that made up New York City and said, if you were to put monkeys on an island, no matter how long they are there, and no matter what material they have, they will never be able to re replicate or create something greater than what man has already created. And it has that scripture points that we are made in God's image. And so how does that, how does that relate to us? Uh, it basically relates to us saying uh, we were made uh, in God's image because we were made to create just like God does. That's, I think that's amazing, just to be reminded that a lot of the things that we see in God, he's placed in us to be creators as well, modeled after him. Um, discussions about Christianity that include supporting facts and ideas back up the existence of a creator are my favorite discussions. In school, I was always confronted with non-believers asking me questions that I sometimes don't know the answer to or arguing with me about ideas that I can't back up. Uh, but the, with these pieces of evidence and ideas I hear from people like Brady Nemers, 
I can rebuttal non-believers in hopes that they'll see the world and creation the way I see it. And praise God for that. Thank you so much, Brayden. Thank you. I'd like to ask Nick to join us now. Hey, Nick. Hello. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Nick Ward. Um, I'm going to be a senior at Osceola High School, and this was my fifth summer at the Camp TVR. Okay. And so when we head to camp, we've got people that have been before and then people that it's the very first time. And so kind of where do we start on our way there? Um, it's a very long drive to North Carolina. Um, so we have to stop um, the night before at a tr from friend of Allison's church. And uh, that night we always do a very um, intimate worship session. And then we tend to talk about expectations and then people who have been to camp before tell the people who are maybe their first year what exactly to expect. And I had always looked up to the people who had been to camp five, six, seven times. And I'd always you know, tune in what they had to say. And it was weird this year. I was like, oh, I'm one of those older people now. So um, one of my biggest things and experiences that I've had at camp was you get out what you put in. So I would always stress that. And I stress that to the people who was their first year. You know, you're going to get out of camp what you put into camp. And that night, after everything was over, I was laying in my, on the floor, and I was asking myself the same question, you know, what was I going to, how much was I going to put in, what was I going to get out of camp this year? And so the first night, um, I'm a very fact-driven person, you know, when people tell me new ideas, I'm like, okay, let me see some facts, you know, to make sure it's, you know, true. And so when Brady kind of bombarded us the first night with all these specific facts about creation and, you know, how a rational person can, can believe in God, it really hit home. I was like, wow, that makes a lot more sense than even it did before, even though I was, you know, a firm believer. And um, being, going to camp for five years, it's kind of like a, um, I don't know what the word to use, but Wednesday night is usually the hard-hitting night. So it's kind of funny. We'd always talk about how, you know, you wait for Wednesday night because that's always the sermon they're going to knock you down with. And um, Wednesday night was definitely a good one. But um, I ended up talking to my counselor, Michael Roche, who had, um, been through our youth group here at St. Paul as well, who is now a counselor at TVR. Um, and I was talking to him because he's been my counselor for almost three years now, or for three years now. And um, we were talking, just kind of catching up, and he was talking about how he was going to start seminary in the fall. And it was a new thing for him and that he wanted to pursue speaking because he felt he had a passion for it. And so I was very, um, I admired that about him because I knew that he had that, um, that passion and that talent. So um, it didn't really click with me, though. Nothing really made sense. I was just, you know, it was a conversation with Michael. It didn't really mean anything. And then um, the rest of the week went by, and I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, what had I really gotten out of this week? I tried to put my all into it, but I don't know really what I got. Um, but I didn't have much time to think about it because I got home and four hours later. We got home at 10 o'clock at night um, from the bus, and I had to get on another bus at 2 a.m. the next morning to go to Florida American Legion Boys State, um, where we had no downtime at all. So if you didn't catch that, we, we left at 6 a.m. from North Carolina, drove, got in at 10 p.m. to Largo, and then at 2 a.m., you got on a bus to go where? To um, Tallahassee FSU, where Braden's going to college, um, for Florida American Legion Boys State, which is basically a youth leadership program about um, state government. So we didn't have a lot of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
one of the, I decided to bring my Bible with me because I really wasn't sure what I had gotten out of TBR. Um, and the thing I like to do at camp during our quiet time, which is a time in the mornings where we get to just scatter around camp and read our Bibles and do a Devo that they would give to us, I'd like to, when I was finished with my Devo, open up my Bible and let the mountain wind push my pages all around. And whatever it would land on, I would read. Just, you know, because I didn't really know what I wanted to read. Um, but obviously I couldn't do that in a dorm at FSU because there's no wind. So I went to the back of my Bible where the great chapters of the Bible are in the little section of my back of the, my Bible. And it was a section on wisdom. So Proverbs 2, or Proverbs 1, 2 through 7 reads, Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the meaning in these Proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And growing up, I always admired older people, as I mentioned before, and I admired wisdom with those people. And that was always something I wished to achieve. So those, this spoke to me a lot. And on the long bus ride home from Tallahassee after that week, I was kind of thinking what all of this means to me because I was feeling quite the push from God. And it kind of clicked in a second. On the bus home, I was like, Maybe I want to go into like a field of ministry because I wasn't really exactly sure what I had wanted to do beyond high school at that point. And I came back and I had the privilege of speaking with Pastor Bob and um, about some of my um, ambitions. And I'm now strongly considering going to school to become a pastor. So that's basically what God did for me this summer. Right. We got to rejoice in that. Thank you so much, Nick. Next, I'd like to ask Hadley and Anna to join me. All right. Will you all tell us a little bit about yourselves? We'll start with you. Hi, I'm Hadley. I am 16, and I'm a junior at Largo High School. I'm Anna. I'm 14. I'm going to be a freshman at Largo High School. So something fun to know about these girls is that not only were they a part of the camp that we got to go to in North Carolina, TVR, Teen Valley Ranch, they also served on our missions trip. So Hadley, I'm going to start with you first. Talk to us about this experience of camp. Had you been before? What was that like? Okay, so this was my first year at TBR, and going into it, I had no idea what TBR was. I only knew that I was being called to it. So when we got there, I just was amazed because there was just so much love and, like, acceptance, and everyone just had, like, the strongest faith I've ever seen. And um, some things that, like, stood out to me were the services. They were just amazing and one of the services in the morning because someone each speaks every morning speaks different like a different person so on Wednesday someone spoke was it Gary Westbrook, the director yes yes and um, the things that I learned were if you live for something make sure it's worthy of your life and if what you're living for isn't worth dying for then it's not worth living for and that morning just like changed my whole perspective because that just stood out because um, I learned that like the Lord is something worth living for. And I just got shown like what the Lord has done to like every single person. And on the first night, 
there was these two boys sitting in front of us, Anakin second, that it was amazing because one of the boys was like, why is God doing this to me? Why, like, why? And the other boy, the whole service was talking to him about the Lord and showing him that the Lord can help him in any way and that the Lord is amazing. And in that, in, like, ending with my verse, Jeremiah 17, 7, it is, but blessed is the one who trusts the Lord, whose confidence in it is in him. And that verse just, like, oh, like capped TBR for me because you needed to trust the Lord and what he was telling you. Because if you didn't trust the Lord at TBR, you wouldn't have gone far. But if you trust him, then it, your whole life has changed with TBR. So, yeah. That's awesome. Trust in, trust in the Lord and be blessed. And, and the girls, they, they were in a cabin together, and you eat your meals, and you do quiet. You do small group discussion together. You worship together. So talk to me about that experience. Okay, so there was 11 of us in one little tiny cabin of one room. There was bunk beds. We had like three, like three or four feet in between the bunk bed and the middle. So it was the tiniest thing ever. And we all, 11 girls sharing one bathroom. That was really hectic. You all know. You all know what that means. Yeah, it was really hectic. But at night on Wednesday, just like for the boys, it was the most amazing night that night and Anna wanted to talk about that night too. Um, all of us girls we were bonding we talked and we talked so long that um, we missed the activity that was Wednesday night for TVR which was Viva La Gloche which is where you do all the activities at night in the dark with like glow stuff and we missed it because we were all sharing our testimonies and stuff. So they chose not to do the kind of fun activity with the whole camp but instead just to talk about their faith. Mm-hmm. That's, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing about camp. And I'm going to ask Anna, talk to us about this missions trip and, and kind of where you were at in, in serving in this trip. Well, it was my first year going because I'm going into high school and it's like a high school thing. And so um, it was a really amazing experience for me. And so when people ask me like what it was, I'd say I'm going like for a week, I'm going to be down in the Everglades in 100 degree weather, you know, with no AC. And I'm going to work on these houses that were affected by Irma. And so they would ask me like, like, why would you take a week out of your summer to go and, you know, work. like, yeah, work. And so I would, I would just be, it sounds nothing like what it is. It was such an amazing experience, and it was so much fun. Like, that, you'd think that'd be the last thing they would be, is to, you know, have fun while, like, working really hard. But it was really fun, and it was a really good experience. And so the verse that I would like to share is Galatians 6.10, and it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And, um... And just that base, that verse like explains like what we were doing in the Everglades, and it was it was so much fun. And being with the people that I was surrounded with, there were six kids and how many adults? Seven adults. Seven adults. And so usually the kids outnumber the adults by a lot, but it was a lot easier to bond with each other. And so even though us six kids don't usually hang out at youth group, we all came from like different groups. We all like bonded like really well, and we talked forever. <laughs> It was so awesome to get to see them experience this together and to, to have so much fun on the way to our work site. And, and afterwards and during work, they're singing, they're playing music, and they just made it a joyful experience, even though it was heat. It was the no bugs. They were just everywhere, but it was awesome. And so if someone has an opportunity to serve here in Largo to go on a missions trip, what would you say to them? I would 10 out of 10 recommend it. I would definitely do it. And if you're not able to serve, still like, you know, pray for missionaries and financially, you know, donate and help like that. And um, I felt kind of 
like useless and kind of left out because I was the only freshman at the group. And I was the youngest there and I had never really like worked with, you know, like drills or any of that. So I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But I ended up um, working with the boys a lot more than the girls. Instead of like painting, I was working under the house. I was drilling. And so I, I really went out of my comfort zone. And I had a lot of fun. Power tools are your friend, right? She had a great time with that. Girls, thank you so much for sharing, for being faithful. Let's give them a hand for their willingness to serve. And I'd like to call Matt to, to join us. Matt, would you come up and share with us as well? Matt, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, I am a 16-year-old, and I am a junior at Osceola High. Okay, so we have several of our students there at Osceola. And so Matt, just, just like the, the two girls that just shared with us, he got to experience Team Valley Ranch as well as our missions trip. And so would you, would you tell us what, what was this experience like for you this, this summer? Um, well, like Nick was saying, he always uh, spoke the night before we go to TVR, and he says, you're going to get out what you put in. And years before... Like, I went in, and I was like, yay, like, my faith is going to be strengthened and all. But this year, like, I went in, and I was like, I'm giving it all I got. And so a lot, I think four out of the five nights, I found myself staying up really late in deep conversation with either my counselor or the people in my cabin. And I saw that, like, a lot of the guys that were in my cabin were older than me. And I saw, like, myself learning from their faith, and I saw myself helping them in their faith. So, like, it was good to see the both sides. And then, like, I realized that, like, you can, like, talk to, like, anybody about your faith. And, like, one thing I learned is faith is not limited to your only your closest friends. God works through many of the people you would consider strangers until you really get to know them. So not, not to count people out because of their age, because of their knowledge of, of Scripture and of God, but you had a, a newfound confidence to just share. Okay. And then, and then serving in, we went to Collier County. We felt called by uh, just serving in the, the, the state where we were all hit by this hurricane, Irma. But this particular location, Everglade City, was hit so hard. And so talk to us about that experience. Uh, well, this was my third mission trip, uh, being in youth group. And so uh, my other two were out of the state. So it was, like, really weird. You experience, like, new environments and stuff. And so it was weird going to Florida for this one because usually we go out of the state. So it was really crazy to think, like, these people that got hit with the hurricane, like, 10 months ago are still struggling. They can't even live in their house because it's, like, damaged so much. So the house I was working on, it looked, like, empty. There was no furniture. There was no anything in it. We were basically painting the outside and putting flooring in the inside and doing electrical stuff. So it was, like, they still have such a long way to go until they can get into their house. So it, like... It opened up my mind to how like blessed we are and what we have here and it was like amazing that we like didn't get a direct hit because like we could have been in the same situation they're in right now so like that was really crazy and so what? Oh. and so um every night we would worship at the end of the night and then us six kids would go out to the back patio and we decided we'd do a de devotional together and I always found myself leading that devotional, even though I wasn't the oldest one. I was the middle, I believe. And so um, that really opened up, up, opened up my mind to doing ministry. And yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is a leader. <laughs> 
and, and we're very grateful for, for the leadership of all these students and certainly of Matt because we had these worship gatherings, but after it was done, the students were asking the adults, can we go and do more? Can we have more of Jesus? And, and so the bonding that happened in these six students was, was so awesome and so unusual because we typically have a larger group go, but it just didn't work out this year to do that. And so thank you for your leadership. Thank you for serving and for being willing to, to be obedient to the call, to, to make disciples and, and just to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So uh, my ending verse is Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so while I was at TVR, my counselor, he shared this verse to all of us. And this verse really hit me this year because it's like, I feel like I finally understand like what I'm living for and who I'm living for. Like this, this is not a world for me. It's a world that I should be living for God and trying to make disciples of God. So, Thank you so much, Matt.